It's episode 41 of the Pete Primo Show. Welcome, Pat Tinney. How are you, Patrick? Still getting over that intro music. Holy smoke. Hey, that's compliments of Chris Stone, the best producer in all the land. I tell you, man, I want want to go to that concert. It's it's good. It's good. It's good. How you been? I'm, I'm awesome. Let me just pay the bills really, really quick. Guys, this show is sponsored by Sell a Million, my book. And Buy if it. you haven't read it, you need to. Buy it. And Patrick, my friend, bought it and enjoyed it. So oh. you will too if you own a furniture or a mattress store or any kind of business. It's just a good marketing book, even though it's tailored to mattresses and tailored to furniture. Take the word furniture or mattresses, my friend Doug Stewart would say. It's just a great marketing book. So sell anywhere with that book. And I want to thank our sponsor, our biggest sponsor, and that is Mattress Industry Network. This is a a Facebook group that if you own a furniture or a mattress store and you're serious about the mattress industry, you need to join this group. Uh, It's a group that is run by retailers for retailers And their core values are build, market, sell, and succeed. And that's what they do every day. You're missing the boat. It's a free group. All you got to do is join that group. And uh, Steve will welcome you in with open arms. And uh, so will I and about a thousand other people that are hooked up in the uh, mattress business. Not only will you have connections with retail stores that are like you, but you'll also have introductions to manufacturers that you may not have had access to. So join the Mattress Industry Group today, network group today. And Pat, without further ado, let's get into it. How to have your best fourth quarter ever, and as a bonus, your best first quarter ever too. Because I have a little confession to make. Everybody that's watching this, it's probably too late for your fourth quarter. But if you're a retail salesperson, we're going to give you some tips on how to have a great mindset so that you can have your best fourth quarter ever. But if you own a store, your advertising already needed to be in place last quarter. And there's no one who is more qualified to talk about this than Patrick Tinney. And I'm going to tell you why. He owns his own company, it's a it's Centroid Training and Marketing. He's the founder and the managing partner for his company. He's the author of three books that are excellent. Perpetual Hunger. If you own a store or you're a sales rep, you have to get this book. Unlocking Yes. This is a book on negotiations. Whether you're a buyer or a seller, you need to have this book. And the bonus round which is his last book. This book is a tour de force. It is an absolute mind-boggling treatise on selling and especially selling big sales, big-time selling. But on accident, Pat gave us a history of advertising, and it is a fascinating book. If you haven't gotten these books, get them now. Patrick, I know I'm throwing a lot out there fast, but how do these guys have their best uh, fourth quarter ever? Well, yeah, do you know what it is? Um, uh, first of all, conserve your energy because this is the hardest quarter of the year. And so what you have to do is you have to really focus on uh, planning your day out well, uh, eating well, don't drink too much caffeine, um, you know, just kind of pace yourself. It's, you know, it's really five horse races in one. It kind of sounds weird, but uh, let me kind of lay it out for you. You know, you've got uh, the month of October and we're still in it. We're still in it to win it. And if you, you may have some, uh, you know, you may have some uh, monthly specials that come into the store. Um, you know, that's the time to get on the phone to customers right now and just say, listen, this just popped in. Yeah, you know, you it, listen, just come down and have a look at it. I'll save one for you. And if you like it, I'll see if I can dig up some more. And and then, you know, you've got uh, November and December, and really you've got a truncated last six weeks. Um, Black Friday comes in really fast. A lot of moving parts uh, all get rolling. And, um, 
you know, you're also dealing with a quarter. So if you're in the quarter business, you want to close out strong because it really sets up Q1 for uh, next year, which is exactly what uh, uh, Pete just laid out for all of you. But here's the thing. It's all happening at once. And so that's why you have to be organized, plan your day. It's almost like a flight plan. My boss always used to say to me, Pat, what's your flight plan? I used to kind of giggle, but you know, as time has gone on, uh, it makes a heck of a lot more sense. I mean, I, I talk to uh, people and I read about my colleagues who are really heavily into time blocking. And, uh, you know, that's where you have to make appointments with yourself. You have to make appointments with your staff. Uh, coaching this time of year is tougher. Uh, you may have to start a little bit earlier, maybe a half hour earlier, stay a half hour later. Or as I used to do with my boss, I used to hijack him every day. I'd say, Doc, so I got a couple ideas, but I want to stretch my legs. Uh, how are you feeling about that? And he says, great. So off we go for a three-quarter hour walk. I'd pick his brains. I'd get all the ugly stuff up on the table so nobody had to listen to it in a meeting. We'd come to some resolves. I'd go back, and I'd grab my lunch, sit at my desk for 15 minutes. Boom. I got a three-quarter hour uh, coaching session every day from a former president of Simmons Mattress. That's awesome. Not bad. It's efficient, too. It's really efficient. And the thing is, it, it, it has flow and you're outside and, you know, sure, there's other things that are going on. But you know what it is, is the one on one is totally focused on the one on one. Yeah. You don't have to think ahead of the other person. Uh, you know, it's like you and I engaged right now. I'm not thinking ahead of you and I don't feel you're thinking ahead of me. We're just we're in that we're in that that bubble, that zone where, you know, we want to give your audience just as much as we can give them right now. Yep. Yep. So tell me about this president from Simmons. That must have been a significant uh, mentor in your life. Oh, yeah. Uh, his name was Don Fisher. Uh, we just lost Don a few years ago. Um, and he just, he, under pressure, he was probably one of the best guys you, ha you wanted to have around. Um, because, you know, he'd say crazy things when things would get really bad. Like, you know, Pat, I love it when customers hit us over the head. And I'd say, why, Don? And he'd say, well, when they stop, it feels so good. <laughs> and then when things get really bad, you'd see him in his office tapping his toes on the floor, screaming, mommy, daddy, mommy, daddy, help me. <laughs> the guy was in his 60s, like he's my age now, right? And it would just crack everybody up. And the yeah. other thing he did, that he was really good at is that he could take a team, pull them together and say, all right, guys, you, you just got to uh, pull off all this crazy armor that you wear all day long that you used to, um, you know, to protect yourself in meetings. I need a collaborative team right now. And I want everybody to hold up their hand and say, I'm in. And behind that, we all knew that what he really meant was, I'm going to hold up my hand and say, this is what I'm really good at, regardless of whether I want to do it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Going back to to what you said about conserving your energy, you know, I've talked to a few sales people and they're like so wound tight right now. And, you know, I just started like, you know, cracking jokes and getting them loosened up because nothing good happens when you put yourself under an immense amount of pressure. So taking what, what Patrick said just a little bit further, I'm going to say this. Your year's going to be what your year's going to be. Should you do everything you can to finish it strong? Absolutely. Should you make yourself sick and get an ulcer over it? No. No. And let me give you guys all a clue, especially you store owners. You need to laugh and have fun every day in your store with your team and with your customers. Do you know what happens when you have that vibe in your store? First of all, whether you want it to happen or not, when somebody enters a store, there is a vibration. You can call it whatever you want. I'm not going to get too woo-woo on you here, but I'm going to tell you there is a feeling in that store. It emanates from the store owner to his or her people 
and it goes out to your customers. Whether you want to believe that or not, I'm just telling you that's that's gravity, right? When you throw a ball up, it always comes down. Not once in a while it stays up in the air. It doesn't. It it comes down. And it's as sure as gravity. So make sure, you know, just kind of piling on Pat's point about Don Fisher. Here you have this extraordinary leader with all these years of experience in, in his 60s, and he's at the top of his game. And what's he doing? He's making his staff laugh and have fun. And let me tell you something. When you just told your, sale, your top salesperson a great joke, and she or he is laughing, they're fanning off, and they're going and greeting a customer, you don't think the customer feels that? The customer feels that. So guys, I've said this a million times. Have fun and sell a million. I don't say sell a million and have fun. I say it in that order for a reason. Because you're never going to sell the million unless you're having fun. Because people want to buy from people who make them feel good. So keep it light. Keep it fun. What else you got for us, Pat? Well, I just want to pick up on that because, you know, I remember as a younger guy, I'd walk into, into some retailers and and if it happened to be a furniture store, it's just what it happened to be. But you'd walk in and it would feel like a mortuarium. And at the very back of this store that's just packed with furniture, packed with dining room suites and just everything you can think of. You hear one guy at the back of the room go creak in his chair and he stands up and he goes, Nice to see you. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like Indiana Jones has just found somebody. <laughs> You're the first person we've seen in years. <laughs> you know what? And you kind of you kind of say to yourself, I better be really kind and, and graceful and get the heck out of this store because it's just, there's nothing happening. On the other hand, it's like you say, you know, you walk into a store and it's got a vibe. I mean, why do you think the Best Buys of the world, when you walk into their store, it's just a boom, 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 because they want that energy happening. You know, even if you're going over to buy a stove, it's like, wow, what a stove, what a stove, what a stove. You know, it's just, it's what they do. And it's smart. You know, it's no different than um, walking into other types of venues and they want to have you amped because the more amped you are, the more contagious it becomes in the store. And it, it's not only for the salespeople, it can be people, even people that are, are are stacking shelves or delivering stuff out to cars. You know, it's that last touch point, you know, where somebody says, now, how do you want this to go in your trunk? Not let me schlep it in your trunk. Right. It, it really is. It, it makes so much different. I Like I peeled off money. If the guy, if, if the, the guy or the lady gets it right, I just reach in my pocket, I peel a couple off and I say, you know, thanks. Now I don't have to worry about that thing sliding all over the place. And it, it's really strange, but it matters. You know, the last thing you want to do is get is be so happy about your purchase and then have somebody uh, show less than, uh, you know, uh, total concentration when they put it in your car. I remember one time I was flying through Washington. I was heading out to South Carolina and I, I won't name the airlines, but I remember they had my golf clubs. And I remember looking out the window and watching my golf clubs being launched launched down down the side of the, uh, the the airplane and landing and smashing. And I can't get out of the plane. I can't do anything about it. I get to my hotel room and I got pieces inside a bag. Yeah. Yeah. And I had insurance. So I went down to, I went down to the local place that would fix these bags. It was all ripped up, right? And tried to get my clubs fixed. And he goes, he says, he says, we're a little busy. Come back in two weeks. I said, hey. I'm, here for, I'm here for seven days. Our friend Rick is here. Yes, Rick Denley, yes. the yep. most handsome man on on uh, LinkedIn, Double says seven. absolutely. Happiness is the same. Be happy first, not when you've got the dream job, dream partner, one million dollars. Start with happiness and yeah. always bring the energy. Yeah. Amen, yeah. Rick. Thank you. Yeah, you know what? The only things we really control are the present and the future. Um, can't go back and change any of the stuff that's happened. So, you know, it's it's when you get up in the morning, and especially in retail, it, and, and those that serve retail, because I served retail my whole life, and I loved it. And I was in retail for periods of time. 
And it's like you walk in. Ah, man, I remember I was a junior at a newspaper. We talked about this one time, Pete, but I was like the welcoming committee and I'd have the coffee ready. I'd have everybody, you know, so, you know, you're, you're just starting out like this and, you know, I'm the young guy in the room and, you know, you can see people walk in and they're all tired. It was the wrong time of the year. We were, you know, working late into the night, you know, building layouts so that we could take them to our furniture retailers and other retailers and, and you know, uh, get them amped because, you know, it, it, it's like a horse race and you have to treat it that way. Because you can't give up the Kentucky Derby in the last stretch. You can't do it. That's not where the money is. The money is running right to the end. But the thing is, is to act like Secretariat. Secretariat was the most efficient thoroughbred horse in the world of all time. Nobody Dude, we, we have ESP. I had Big Red in my mind when you said that. Yeah. I, I was seeing Big Red. I was seeing... That horse accelerates yes, to the line. Yes. Every race he yep. ever ran, you know, and, and let me tell you something, guys, anybody out there, you're in sales, you own a business. I don't care. Uh, Rick, we love you too. Love you guys. Thanks for the value you bring. Loved retail. My favorite question when someone walked in the store wasn't, can I help you? Thank you for that, Rick, because that's not a good one. Nope. Because everyone just said, no, what was it? He's going to tell me his favorite question. Rick, you're leaving us hanging. No, here. you know what it is? When somebody walks into your store, hand them a pad, even if it's a small one, and a pencil and say, what's on your list? Who are you shopping for today? I like that. Ah, no, I yeah. like that. I yeah. like that too. Yeah. And then away we went with helping them out. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank bro. you, Rick. Yeah. That's that's beautiful. Okay. So I did what I'm best at. I interrupted you, my friend. And so what were you saying? No, I just, you know, I, I just said, you know, when, when somebody comes into your store, you don't, you don't ask them how they're doing because right now, I mean, you know, it, a lot of challenging times right now. The best thing to ask them is, is welcome. Welcome to the store. We're, we're really happy to see you. And what's on your list today? And if the person says, well, I don't have a list. You say, oh, everybody, I have a list. Everybody has a list. Everybody has a list. You know, you're shopping for your, you know, uh, for, you know, you got a wedding coming up in about three months. You know, you're shopping for that. You're thinking ahead right now. We're, we're in the moment. What is it they need? And, you know, I, I got to tell you, every time I walk into a retail operation and they say, you know, how you doing? That I said, no, don't do that. <laughs> what, what if I just, uh, you, ju you just approached me and I happen to be a professional sales trainer and you just said the worst thing you could. Yeah. And I'm giving you, I'm, and, and for the, if you're receptive to it, I'm giving you a free coaching lesson. I do it all the time. You know, when I get, you know, when I get calls, this is, you, you read my mind, man. You know, when I get calls, Pete, at home, you know, people trying to sell me duck cleaning and I don't own ducks, I have fireplaces, right? So I tell them I live in a tent and then I talk to them about, you know, about how they're approaching things. The ones that are really good, I always compliment, regardless of whether I'm going to buy the product or not. But what I say to them is, end this call now because you're hot. Get on the next call. Stand up. Don't sit in your chair. Stand up so so that so that your uh, so this your elocution, your voice, your timber comes right from the base of your belly. That turns people on, man. That's exciting. Good for you. Jeff, love the what's on your list greeting. Well, that's a compliment because let me tell you something. Jeff Janakovo is one of the most successful retailers I've ever known. I mean, it's amazing um, the numbers these guys are putting up. But what's more amazing, Pat, is the experience they give their customers in the store and they've been doing it for years and it's, they give the customers an experience that is unlike anything else that they've ever experienced anywhere. So that compliment is huge. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate that. Thank you, Jeff. I hope to uh, meet you someday. You take care, man. Keep doing the great stuff. I want to go back to secretariat because I think anyone who owns a store or is a salesperson or has any anything that hasn't seen that movie, you need to watch Secretariat and you need to understand the lesson in that movie. And here's the lesson. Secretariat was a horse that was absolutely a warrior. 
absolutely a fearless competitor, love to race. And we have to become that sooner or later. We have to find joy in what we do. We have to learn to love it. And we have to get extraordinarily competent at it to the point when we see the finish line, we just go for it. We just, we just instinctively just go for it. It's the kick, man. It's the kick. So my race, when I was in the public school, um, uh, it was the 220. And, and I, as I progressed a little bit uh, more, it became the four. And then finally I got to my real race, which was the 880. And the 880 is a tough one because you're having to run at about three quarter speed. And then you, you have to have a kick at the end. See, the 200 is a kick all the way through. Now, the 200 was just completed in, in under 20 seconds. That, I mean, that's not real. That's um, crazy. It's crazy. But it's the kick near the end. You know, and you're right about secretary. Actually, you know what? You can actually go back. And I, I've done it. You can go back and watch the videos of secretariat being at the back of the pack and the pack is just running all out and secretariat's just weaving its way through the pack. And, it, yeah. and it's, it's like the horse does not slow down. It's just that. Yeah. It's got this gear where you go. That's insane. My sister uh, is a thoroughbred. Um, uh, she, she just loves it. We, I was born right across my racetrack in Camelford. Uh, we had sulkies there and uh, um I actually ran into Sandy Hawley um, at a gathering here up in Canada and said, my sister is a thoroughbred racing nut. Would you sign something? Figuring nothing would happen, right? I give him my business card. About eight weeks later, this beautiful photograph comes back from Sandy Hawley, who's one of the winningest uh, jockeys of all time. Wow. That is that is so cool. And uh, thank you, Chris Stone, for playing that. Thank you, Chris. Uh, yeah, cool. uh, you reminded me of some a scene in there where um, the owner believed in secretariat before anyone else did. You, as a store owner, have that power. You have the power to believe in somebody and to raise somebody up and get them to believe in themselves. Uh, And that is an extraordinary responsibility and it's an extraordinary responsibility as a human being forget about business and making money and all that stuff all that follows uh just doing the right thing and and doing the right thing is lifting up all of our team members whether they drive a truck they answer the phone or they sell on the floor i used to deliver pianos i delivered pianos for like about four or five years you know and what a responsibility that is. You know, the guy sells at the front. All the paperwork goes through. People are sometimes taking out loans so they can get their, you know, that instrument, that big instrument. And then they hand it over to a bunch of teenage guys to deliver it in a truck. <laughs> Honestly, that's a lot of responsibility. And, and it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of uh, belief from the management team saying, you know what? Uh, these guys are young, but they seem to really care about our brand. And in those days, I worked for Yamaha Pianos. And Yamaha, in those days, it was just kind of coming on. It's not the Yamaha that we know today. It was early Yamaha years. But we produced beautiful products. And I got to hang out with musicians all the time. And I was hauling stuff all over the place. I mean, you know, there was weeks I was working 40 hours a week and going to high school at the same time delivering pianos. So, you know, uh, the guys that work on the trucks, man, I got a lot of respect. I have a ton of respect. Yeah. Yep. They're our last touch point with our customers. So, um, one, one, you know, Jeff Janakova from um, Gardner's Mattress in Lancaster, Pennsylvania was just on and uh, probably does the best job of anyone I've ever seen with that last touch point. And they spend an extraordinary amount of time coaching their people. They have a choreographed sequence of events uh, that, that happen, including a mobile red red carpet to deliver uh removing the removing the shoes putting shoes, booties yeah. on booties. that are clean yeah um and offering the opportunity for a review or a testimonial and allowing the customer time to fill it out while they're there i mean it, it's such a uh 
beautifully scripted process that they have. They understand that the last touch point. And, and let, let me tell you something, you know, if you own a furniture or a mattress store and you have ever had second thoughts of letting your uh, drivers out, listen to the, your gut because if something's telling you there's something wrong that you know this person isn't 100% presentable today take heed of that situation and maybe make an adjustment uh i know an owner recently who did just that and actually jumped on the truck and made the deliveries because the person uh that was responsible for making the deliveries was in no condition to make those deliveries and that touch point wasn't going to be completed by somebody who wasn't up to it. We even offer a quick vacuum around the bed set too. I'm sorry, Jeff, you're hundred percent right. You do a Beautiful. quick vacuum around the bed set too. That is Beautiful. so awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Way to go, Jeff. You're making it very difficult for everybody else in the country. Yeah. Yeah. He, there's, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, I am going to take a commercial break. And I am going to read chapter 69. It will take about one to two minutes. For those of you who have my book, Sell a Million, it's page 103. And here's, I don't know if you guys can see that. It says, wow, you're good. It's a little cartoon. Hire a mystery shopper. Inspect what you expect. Employees and team members are inherently critical for many businesses, if you have them, you know the health and profitability of, of your business is directly related to how employees and team members are interacting with each other, your customers and your vendors. Therefore, it's critical you have a system in place to inspect what is going on in your business when you're not explicitly watching. One way to accomplish this is to hire mystery shoppers. Hired as independent contractors, mystery shoppers are posers, operating in stealth-like fashion to assess your business operations. They are charged with specific tasks, such as taking photographs, purchasing a product or service, returning a product, registering complaints, asking questions of salespeople, and behaving in other ways similar to how a real customer would act. The whole point is to inspect how your employees and team members are interacting with your customers. Are they doing the right things? Are they saying the right things? The mystery shopper then reports back to the business owner with details about their experiences. Many times the results are scary. Be prepared to be shocked at what you discover and not necessarily in a good way. Dude, that wasn't in the book. I just ad-libbed that. Do a web search on mystery shoppers to learn more about creating your own system or hiring a professional firm to do it. Read No BS, Ruthless Management of People and Profits, No Holds Barred, Kick Butt, Take No Prisoners, Guide to Really Getting Rich by Dan Kennedy for more ideas on inspecting what you expect. And as an added bonus, I happen to have that book right here. And if you have not read this book, killer, no ruthless, no BS, ruthless management of people and profits by Dan Kennedy. As a matter of fact, read anything that Dan Kennedy writes. It's yeah. Hey, Steve. Good morning, gentlemen. Just want to say hello while I check out a customer. Right on. That's awesome, Steve. Right on. Right on. That that's awesome. Congratulations. I'm glad you've got a customer and I'm glad you're uh, taking care of that customer. That's what it it's all about whether it's the fourth quarter or the first quarter. So, I'm going to ask you a very complex question. And I wouldn't normally ask this of any guest except <laughs> you because because anybody that could be the kind of career that you had uh in your advertising career uh, you dealt with a lot of complex situations. So, so here's a situation that many of our, um, our, our retailers are finding themselves in, in the furniture and the mattress industry. Um, we continue to have uh, supply chain problems. Uh, many guys have had, many of our guys and gals that own stores have had to either uh, supplement 
their manufacturers' portfolios and ad manufacturers that they didn't previously do yep. business with yep. and or replace current vendors because of a lack of performance. Um, in general, they've had a good year, but the last few, you know, the last few weeks have been slow. Uh, but overall, it's been it's been a great year um, for for many of our of our um, store owners. But Pat, what's happening is they're working so hard. They're working overtime. They're doing the best they can to manage expectations at the yeah. time of sale. Yeah. But you know, still, you know how customers hearing can be. They hear what they want to hear, and and they're still calling the store every week. Hey, where's my mattress? You know, where's my sofa? And uh, so what advice would you give? I mean, uh, our store owners, they deal with a lot of... Uh, they're caught in this squeeze play between the manufacturer not being able to get the goods as fast as they would like to get the goods to them. And then the customer who sometimes is understanding, but many times is not understanding at all. They just want what they want and they want it now. And they're caught in the squeeze play of trying to make everybody happy. And then to complicate matters further, Pat, they have employees that feel more empowered now than ever before in their, in their lives and are challenging at times not showing up. Uh, being very difficult to manage. And there are many people that just are absolutely refusing to work in any capacity. So that's what my guys are up against. And as you know, you know, we're encouraging them to have their best fourth quarter ever and, you know, finish off this year strong. What words of wisdom do you have? Because you've, you've seen it all in your career. I mean, you've, well, you know, I've never owned a furniture store, but if I did own a furniture store, I would be the first guy in and the last guy out. Um, you know, there's a tempo about um, a store. Um, you didn't want to use the word earlier, but I'm going to use it. It's ambiance. And there's this vibe. You walk in and you can feel it right away. You can feel it if the employees feel taken care of, if they know they're part of the team, um, if they know that they can make incremental decisions, not all decisions, uh, you know, when they understand risk. Now I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that customer service isn't about customer service. It's about managing risk. And it's about knowing when you do things up to a certain point, which seem totally natural. And once they start to feel a little unnatural or the customer starts to get edgy to the point you know that they're looking a little uncomfortable or they're looking a little unreal, then that's the time to pull in an assistant manager, floor manager, or maybe even somebody else to kind of cool things down. The other thing is, if, if a situation gets a little uh, frisky, pull it away into an office and, um, and just sit and listen to people because uh, customers are frustrated right now. Uh, there is huge supply chain problems across almost every every retail outlet, outlet that you can think of. Uh, it's so bad right now. Costco is uh, hiring its own ships. Sorry, Costco is a, a, a bad word in this environment, but they're they're hiring their own ships to go and get stuff. Um, I'm hearing it from the food uh, uh, people. McDonald's is running out of things. I went to a Wendy's uh, about two weeks ago. They told me they didn't have any chicken. I'm talking to my friends up here who run roadside stands, and they're saying, Pat, I can't even get containers to put my French fries in. So it's, 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 it's happening all over the place. And, you know, at the very beginning of the pandemic, I looked over to somebody who was close to me at the time, and I looked at her and I said, food security. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. So if it happens with food, it's going to happen in just about every other category. Is the is the uh, implication and is the balance going to be equal across? No, it's impossible um, because we've all got different supply chains. It's coming from different countries uh, with different points of entry. Some stuff gets flown in. Some stuff, stuff gets shipped in. Some stuff is bulk. Some stuff isn't. Some stuff gets runs through Canada, believe it or not, and, and into the United States. It's not uncommon. Same with Mexico. So it just depends on how it gets to you. 
Um, as far as how you have this conversation with your staff, it is to say, this is happening across our entire industry. So we got a decision to make here. We're either going to be best of breed, the secretariats of the world, or we're going to schlep it across the, the finish line, like dragging a dead body. I'm sorry, I'm not in that game. I'm not in that game. It's too hard. We, we've got a compressed period of time here. We have to be a little bit higher energy. Don't jack yourself up with coffee and, and colas and stuff like that. Eat well. As a matter of fact, if I'm the owner, you know what I might do? Is every Friday, maybe, just to make everybody feel a little bit better, bring in some nice um, uh, sandwiches with you know good cold cuts. Make sure your staff is, uh, is, is, is taken care of. A sandwich, what does it cost you as opposed to losing a customer because somebody hasn't eaten properly? It's, it's just they, they don't add up. I mean, you put the two pieces together. It's, it's, it's really that simple. Now, if I was um, if I was a customer and I was being impatient, I want somebody to sit me down and walk me through my options. And uh, one of the things that you run into, so this is basically uh, a really weird seller's market. It's weird because what's happening is it's being forced down the pipeline in other words, the pipe is getting smaller, but the amount of need is larger at the bottom. So in other words, it's like we flattened the funnel. And so the conversations become harder with customers. <clears throat> and so what you have to do is you have to say, listen, I, I, can't, I can't do anything more than put you on a right to first refusal list as things come in. Um, I don't want to say to you that I'm treating you like everybody else. No, I'm not. I'm treating you like Pete Primo. You deserve the best. Everybody that walks through this store gets my full attention. And by the way, this store isn't about one sale. It's about generational selling. So I'm just not selling to you. I'm selling to your nieces, your nephews, your grandchildren, because you're going to go back to them and you're going to tell them stories about how when things were really bad, really bad. And let's say that we couldn't get the, uh, the, whole, um, uh, the whole furniture piece, or we couldn't get the mattress that we wanted um, around holiday time, when you have guests over, they're really not going to know if, if the uh, springs match the mattress. So it could be that what we got to do is that we got to do a mismatch until the proper uh, uh, piece of, uh, of furniture comes in. And then we have to go back out and make a second call. Is this expensive? Yes. But will people remember you by saying, I, I don't normally do this. This is, this is at my cost. And I want you to use that term. I'm doing this at my cost. Never use the word free. I don't want to do, I, you know, if you say to somebody, I'm doing this for free, they'll say, well, it's not worth anything. But if you say to somebody, this is extraordinary and I'm doing it at my cost, they'll remember and they'll say, you know what? This guy didn't have product. He helped me. He even said, here's a couple, here's a couple of ways so your guests won't even know. And by the way, he said he's going to do it at his cost. Who does that? Nobody does that. So it's helping the customer um, discover elegant solutions when there are no solutions and making them feel like you gave it everything you had in the tank. There was nothing left. I'm constantly reminded of all the technology that we have, Patrick. And I'm very thankful for a lot of it. Sometimes I really worry that that we don't communicate with people the way that we used to. And I can't change the world that we live in, but I can encourage everybody that deals with the public and especially store owners that deal with um, consumers. Your customer wants to know that you care. Oh, above whoa. all else, yes. above all else. Yes. If you could be vulnerable and show them your heart yep. and show them your pain, that this bothers you too, yep. and it's real and it's authentic and it's palpable. There, The situation that we find ourselves in is terrible on so many fronts, but you know what it's great for? It's great for building a relationship between you and your customers and you should be taking advantage of it. And you should be, to Pat's suggestion, you know what? 
your staff has to be, you cannot pretend like this isn't happening and hope that your staff goes off like sheeps, sheeps to the slaughter. You have to coach your staff and you have to be the leader of your staff and you have to let your staff know that these are human beings. And even though it's a weird, it, you know, you said it, it's a weird seller's market. I mean, it, it is. It's artificial. And, 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 and it's lopsided and it's not yeah. the way that it's been. No. And I will, I will guarantee you that there are more consumers out there that are feeling like they're just getting dictated to, like they're just basically getting run over. And if you can take the time to explain to them what's happening, simply not getting into all the bloody gory details, but simply and letting them know that your hands are tied and it's frustrating to you too, and that you do feel their pain. And here's what I can do. And here's what I'm willing to do. And I love, you know, I can do this at my cost for you. I love that. And Pat, I know that you happen to use that both in person and in emails. And you know what? I do in my personal life. Yeah. Um, be, because, you know, you're, you're either low self-interest or you're high self-interest. And customers are going to pick it off right away, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you know, if you quote somebody something, I just finished a piece of work. So I've just discovered something that's really strange. This is off topic, but I've just discovered a skill that I had that I didn't know I had. And so I've, I've been having a few people call me up and say, um, Pat, I'm really not happy with my LinkedIn uh, biography. And I, I was contacted by somebody overseas and they said, oh, it looks terrible and all the rest of it. And they want this amount of money. What do you think? And I said, oh, geez, I'll do it. Just like I can probably knock it off in a, in a couple of hours and I'll, you know, I'll do it at X rate. What I discovered that I didn't know was that I have the ability to write in somebody else's voice. And it's really weird because as a writer, I've turned my work over to editors. And in both cases, it was a disaster because they couldn't write in my voice. I've discovered I can write in other people's voice and even, even insert inflections that uh, might say that, you know, when they were, when they were kids, their first language might not have been English. It's also about syntax. It's about, uh, you know, and you know people with your own book. It's sentences must have, um, uh, they must have agreement. In other words, you can't have disagreement in the beginning and an agreement at the end and vice versa. And, 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 and there are better ways to say things. Well, take this back to retail, and there are better ways to do retail. Um, you know, I remember when um, uh, Morris Saffer, I don't know if that name is familiar to you or not, but back in the 80s, he turned a store which had a bunch of brands around and he said, no, the store is now the brand. The store is the brand. Absolutely. The brands that reside within make up many departments, many vignettes. They make, may make up seasonal vignettes, but the store is the brand. And if the store is the brand, then all the employees are deliverers of promises. So what's your promise? And how good is your delivery? Uh, you know, back to your friend who, who brilliantly, you know, comes in with a broom and, and does the final work around uh, the mattress after it's delivered. I mean, what can you say about that other than, I wish I'd have thought about it first? Yeah, yeah. 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 And and that's why the guys from Walmart, that's the guys, that's why the guys from every single major retailer in the world spend their time going to other people's stores just to walk through and look at them and say, yeah. we're not doing this as well as the other guys. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta do some fixes. Now, the thing is, not all fixes are doable because some brands are so personalized that you know, you can't take that personalization and transport it, but you can transport a feeling. And, yeah. and that's, and that's what we, that, that's what we, um, that's what we try and do. And I, and I just think this is so critical in retail, especially now retail is under attack. Retail is being worked over by all this, uh, online offline stuff. 
which, you know, I'm sorry, in the middle of the night when things go wrong, can I have a 1-800 customer please call me because my mattress just fell apart? No. But can I call through to Pete and say, Pete, I'm stuck. Who do you know that can help me? That's retail. The other stuff, I don't know what that is. But I tell you, it does not work in the furniture business as well. And you can say all you want about Wayfair. You can say all you want about all these other companies. But when I want to walk into a store, if I'm going to spend a lot of money on a dining room suite, I want to make sure those chairs have got just enough cushion in them so that when I sit down and that back forms against my back and, and it's the and it's the feel, it's the feel of that really great quality wood and as i pull myself up that table that's when that meal gets special yep yep okay let's talk about something that if we didn't talk about it we would uh be cheating our 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 audience and and that is Within the fourth quarter of all this stuff that you have to do, you have October, you have November, you have December, you have Black Friday, and then you have the month that is really a week between Christmas and New Year's, which can be huge, right? Sure. Right, Patrick? I mean, yep. how many ads did you, your retailers over the years oh run my and God. blow that out of the water? Uh, uh, and the last minute changes because people would run out of things. Uh, special buys that we, they said, well, we'll be lucky if we get it in January. And all of a sudden it shows up like, you know, uh, first week of December and everybody's running around with their hair on fire in the warehouse saying, A, we got to move it out on the floor because we got a room back here. And B, how the heck do we get people in the store really fast? And, you know, so there's, you know, th- these are all really important things. And, and, and the thing is, do you have the hands? Do you have the bodies to move things around really fast? And, you know, that's when big money gets made. You know, we're into time compression right now. Time compression is awful because it makes everybody feel uncomfortable. Everybody works long hours. Everybody gets frustrated. Uh, People go home and, um, you know, the first thing they do is they either take it out on their poor dog or uh, the first person that opens the door gets the the blow through. Hopefully we're not all like that. Um, But, you know, I, I think, you know, we have to, when we're in front of the public, you know, you, Pete, you can do, a thousand things correctly. People won't say anything. You do one thing wrong, you're going to spend the rest of your life with them listening to, do you remember when Pete? You know, honest, 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 I keep saying to people, I keep saying to people over and over and over again, it's almost impossible to create. When you walk into a store, you're not walking into a store, you're walking into an ecosystem. The thing eats, sleeps, and breathes. If it doesn't feel that way, then it's not really a store. It's something else. I don't know what it is. But it should have a really, really cool sense of, of who that owner is and what their what their family's story is. It's the family story. We all stand on somebody else's shoulders. So let's talk about first quarter planning. That has to happen uh, now probably should have already started to happen. Sure. Where would you put the deadline for that within the fourth quarter to have your first quarter plan and done? Second week of December. Finished. No later. No later. Because I tell you why, if it was me, I'd be working. I'd already be working on the plan. All I'd be doing is getting somebody to sign off on it by that deadline. So in other words, I'm in November. I'm already starting to work into the following year. It might even be earlier. It depends on the size of the client. The bigger the client is, the, the, the farther back you have to push it. And you say, why? Well, the why is because um, planning with very large retail outlets takes more time to execute because the departments are more detailed. There is more brand. There is more breadth and depth of merchandise. Um, you know, you, you're you're dealing with regions that are larger, and you, you know sometimes you have um, you know off sale stores. You have stores that do nothing but discount, and so there's a lot of things to bring into play, and so it really is a piece of canvas, and you have to be able to draw that picture out for your team. You have to get to your client. They have to be able to feel comfortable about sharing their vision for the coming quarter and year. 
And then you have to build your incentive plans around it to match their vision. Because if your incentive plan doesn't match their vision, it's like taking a block of ice to somebody in Minnesota in the middle of January and saying, here, I got a gift for you. Pat, I'm going to tell you a, a quick little story. I worked for a furniture company. I was one of three store managers. And at the Chris, company Christmas party, us three store managers got pulled into another room with the owner and said, hey, are you guys having fun? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're having fun. And he gave us a Christmas present. And it was all wrapped up. And it was the same size. And it was kind of a small box. And uh, he goes, I gave you guys all the same present. So, right. Pretty anticlimactic. It's like he's managing our expectations. So, like, did we all screw up and we got a lump of coal? I mean, you know, I'm, I grew up Catholic, right? So, I've got this going through my head. So, at any rate, I, uh, and then he keeps talking and he says, it's not significant in and of itself, but it's insignificant with what we're going to fill it with. And just about then, a couple seconds later, we, you know, we're unwrapping the whole time he's talking, and it's a money clip. And he said, I'm going to fill your pockets with money this year. I love that. Wow. That Gee, is, see, I that, got goosebumps. I'm a, yeah, listen, can, I'm can, a poor kid from Schenectady, New York. I can I, feel the hair I, standing up in the back of my neck there. That was good. Yeah. 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 Do you know, do you want to know, can I share one? And this is for your store managers. Okay. So when you get into uh, the Black Friday crazy, when you get into those special buy crazy days, call your staff in. All right. Sit them down in chairs. There might only be 10 of them. Right. But one person knows what they're supposed to do. And what I want you to do is I want you to take some money and tape it under the chairs. And you're standing at the front of the room. You say, you know what, guys? Today's an opportunity day. Today's an opportunity day. If we can just get up, if we can just get out of our chairs, if we can just get off our asses, we're going to make money. And with that, somebody jumps up in the air and reaches under the chair and rips off a $10 bill and goes, look at me. I got 10 bones. And everybody else screams. and They jump up and they're pulling up their chairs. And then the store manager stands there quietly and says, you're ready. You got off your ass. It's ready. It's time to make money. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Pat, I can't believe it's a time to almost say goodbye, but I don't want to say goodbye yet. Oh, by the way, any of you uh, store owners that write lots, uh, any of you business owners that write lots, this is a must-have book. It's The Elements of Style. Uh, by William Strunk. It is the shortest little book you'll ever read in your life about how to write effectively, but it's a must, must have. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about our guest, Patrick, one more time. If you own a, a store or you're a sales rep and you don't get this book, you're out of your ever-loving mind. The bonus round. It is the bonus round. It is a great book. You have to get this. Unlocking Yes, probably one of the most comprehensive books ever written on negotiations from somebody that was in the trenches for many, many years. As a matter of fact, one of the biggest training companies in the world uh, actually contracted Pat for this material. Is that a fair statement? Fair statement. And Perpetual hunger, prospecting for business owners, store owners, and also for you sales reps and sales professionals out there. Get Patrick's books. Pat, before we say goodbye, I want to know what you're up to really quickly. What are you up to? How do people get a hold of you? Uh, you know, you have given us so much. I mean, I started off with a blank piece of paper. And I have, I mean, I have so much stuff written down here. It's not even funny. And I don't, I can't summarize it all because there's too much. But there's five horse races in one. Conserve your energy. Eat well, not too much caffeine. Close out strong. Uh, what's your flight plan? Lunch with a mentor. Guys, 
everyone needs a mentor, whether you own a store or you're a sales pro on the floor or you're a sales rep, you need mentors and, and they can come in lots of shapes and sizes, but you need mentors. And Pat had one that he actually made a habit out of having lunch with, which is brilliant I, on so many fronts. I, I stole them every time I could. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, how, uh, how many times do you get to hang out with a president for three quarters of an hour with his undivided attention? You don't. You don't. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's whether you realize that you have the opportunity. You know, I, I just think that's, you know. Um, I, I think I, I, that is your whole career right there. I'm, I'm going to read something to you guys. Just because I happen to. This is, this is in Pat's book, Perpetual Hunger. As a sales prospector with a long career in sales, I am always in a state of perpetual sales hunger. My hunger for bigger and better customer opportunities will never diminish. I seek out great customers and match them up with unique solutions to help make their businesses grow. It's about selling long-term value to new customers. My focus is that unique business solutions must provide a gateway to profitability in a measurable period of time for both our prospective customers and our enterprise alike. Guys, think about that. Apply that to your business. Um, how do people get a hold of you? You know, pretty easy. Um, uh, Google Patrick Tinney, and I'm there. Sales author, um, LinkedIn. I like. Uh, I'm up a little bit on Facebook, and um, my company is called Centroid Training. I tell you the uh, the things that I'm working on right now. Um, I've got a master class that I built um, at the beginning of the pandemic, and it's equally split between sales prospecting, consultative selling, and sales negotiation. It is the panoramic view that we call uh, selling. And the thing is, I'm 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 running a couple, and I've got I'm just bringing another one on, and I'm doing them virtually. And I got to tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll just give you one example. I have a gentleman that I'm working with who runs um, a, a safety company for the mining industry, and he has not adopted. He he's inhaling what I'm teaching him, and he's going back to his suppliers and saying, "I understand the centroid way." Pat's teaching us how to sell to CFOs and CEOs, not to buyers. Okay, so we all got to change and catch up. He's selling them on what I'm teaching him. I That's speed. That's velocity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know, Dan Kennedy loves saying that money loves speed. And uh, somebody before him said it, but I don't know who it was, so I'm just giving credit. How do we get a signed copy? Steve, ask and you shall receive. Patrick? Patrick? What is that? Your music that you walk out to? <laughs> that's, that's Queen Elizabeth calling from the United Kingdom. <laughs> um, I will buy for Steve one of each of these books, what I would like you to do is sign them personally to Steve and uh, send me the bill. And I will give you the information to do that. How's that? How's that, Steve? Please keep buying my show. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? To, to all of you who serve in retail, we couldn't do it without you. We couldn't. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you, everybody that was here. And I hope those that you that see this on the replay, uh, that you uh, get a lot out of it and reach out to me or Patrick. We both have uh, servant hearts. We want to help you no matter where you are, no matter how big your business is or how small your business is. We all succeed together and we all do the other thing together too. And so let's concentrate on, on finishing this year strong. And with that, I'm signing off. Thank you, Patrick Tinney. You are an amazing uh, human being and an amazing sales and business expert. And it's uh, my privilege to have you on our show. Thank you. Th thanks, Pete. Um, and you know what? 
uh, you either bring out the best in me or the worst in me. And I think you're you're digging hard, man, because you're you're getting stuff out of me that nobody else gets. I just want you to know it. <laughs> Thank you very much. And Take that's care, a wrap. Peace. Take care. Bye.